0: Thor! It's the next Marvel movie. Barry's here. Hey, How's that for an intro?
1: Yeah, snappy. We're getting to the point.
0: That is cutting right to the chase. I'm, I'm going to start with, with some trivia. Okay. I would like you to pronounce the name of Thor's hammer.
1: Oh, God. And there was a joke near the end of the film where they pronounce it badly, and I can't remember what they said. Oh, God, I can't even remember what it's called now. And I, watched, I literally watched this film about two hours ago.
0: It, it, it's Mjolnir?
1: Oh yes. Uh they call it Meow Mir or something like yeah, that.
0: Or Meow Meow um, or Meow Meow. meow, meow. <laughs> yeah. I do uh, like that this is like, yes, it's unpronounceable, we understand.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you think there should be more stuff like that considering they're technically not English, but then again, then you're getting into that whole fantasy film, why do people in different universes speak English thing? But uh yeah, meow meow. meow. I assume I assume I don't know actually how much of the whole Marvel Thor thing is taken from actual lore, like in the comics even. I'm assuming yeah. that's actually his, his his hammer's name in the in the lore of, of the actual Thor mythos in the, the
0: the the Norse mythology.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I assume that's the case. Although I I do not know. I I like this film.
0: I really like this film.
1: I I enjoyed it quite a bit on a, on a rewatch. Uh, although I, I do recall liking it at first, so it's not like it was this thing where I appreciated it more. I I appreciate it about the same as I did the first time. Uh I think it. I think it's. I think it's very very solid. And um, I think it's it's fish out of water premise. I think it's something that goes hand in hand with comic book movies, particularly origin stories. And I think this one was, was very well done.
0: Because when you have a, a space alien dropping out of space, he's not going to fit in.
1: Yeah. And I, I like immediately at the beginning, they got that juxtaposition just right, where they have the big dramatic intro. And then Thor is bounced into reality. And he's he's being the grandiose Thor character. And then he's hit with a taser. And and just passed out and brought back down to reality. You know, great great juxtaposition there of, of the two worlds. I guess that's kind of one of my my main things racing through my head as I was watching this film is that this is the first Marvel uh, cinematic universe film that has some kind of otherworldly stuff in it. Yeah, that's, like and it's an entirely CGI generated landscape and world. Asgard
0: Asgard looks very nice. I appreciated yeah. how nice. Like they they put some effort into Asgard.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It was um it was kind of the space around kind of the locations where were were kind of the axe tapping felt very kind of empty and vacuous, but that kinda of, kinda of contributed to the kind of dramatic nature of it and the effects held up and you got it just Elba guarding the bridge and everything. Yeah, it's a it's a slick looking place and it and it was important I think that it did look good because as I said, you know, as I mentioned, this is the first one where it's kind of taking place outside of the typical world that we know it where that's where you know hulk and iron man took place
0: yeah i feel like this is the first one where they're they're more or less saying let's just kind of make a comedy with some action in it
1: absolutely yeah yeah it's just
0: like we're gonna we're gonna abandon most of the pretense of there being like real drama and stakes in this film it's just like it's just fun and then thor will hit some things with, with, with a hammer
1: i i forgot how uh how little action there actually is in this
0: yeah there's there's more or less Ooh, there, there's the scene at the start where they they invade the the ice planet, whatever it's called. I'm not even going to try and pronounce all of these these I, Norse words. And I
1: don't even recall what it was.
0: <laughs> yep. And then there's there's the destroyer scene in the middle of that New Mexican town. And other than that, there's really not a lot of real action in this film.
1: No, not at all. And um, you, know, you mentioned that action scene at the end. Actually, uh, did that did that remind you at all of uh, Superman? Thor in general reminds me of Superman. Yeah, I suppose you're not you're not wrong actually. Yeah, he's it's a that's actually a, a good show. They are very similar characters, I you suppose. Know, he is
0: this overpowered superhuman who should have a great deal of hubris and arrogance, and Thor does more than Superman does. But then he is humanized by humanity and learns to love and all that.
1: Absolutely, exactly right. Yeah, that's that's a, a pretty good comparison. And I suppose you know as much as people make fun of Zack Snyder for overplaying it, I, I think there's always been a certain. A godly complex, but maybe not always. But there's been a lot of godly complexes in, in, in Superman over the years, so that's kind of another uh, uh, comparison. But the little town struck me as uh, various iterations, both in Man of Steel and also the earlier Superman films of uh, a uh where they have uh, various fights, uh, and also the TV show as well. Because it's just it's a little it's a little you know. You've got these monolithic characters and monsters and superheroes doing battle in these little kind of two-story general stores, you know, in the background. Surrounded entirely by desert. By desert, exactly right. Yeah, that's the other thing as well, is that when you look a little bit beyond the stores into the distance, once once the town stops, there's just nothing.
0: Yep. Chris Hemsworth, uh, another quiz. Is he a Neighbours or Home and Away
1: star? He was always Home and Away to me, anyway. Actually, I was never a Neighbours guy, so... uh... He's a home and away guy to me, but uh, I like I like Chris Hemsworth a lot. It is
0: technically a trick question. He was on Neighbours once. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he's he's a traitor. He's done both. He's great in this. He is like really, really like properly good in this.
1: Yeah, he he is, and um, um, I think I don't want to say carries the film because I don't want to slight the rest of the film, but I do feel like he is the uh, the he, he certainly steals the show. It's a difficult balance because he is quite comedic. In the early scenes, but in the in the opening of the film, it's quite almost melodramatic and theatrical, almost to, to slightly to the point of of parody. Yeah, uh, those those early scenes with his father and, and, and with Loki, uh, and then so he flips within ten minutes of screen time to that to the to doing the same thing but doing it in a comedic context.
0: Yeah, that, that's uh, what I really liked about it. It's kind of the contrast where he's not, he's the exact same person. You know, he's still this arrogant kind of blowhard who believes that he's the greatest thing in the history of mankind. But then he's put in an entirely different setting where it's just like, you're utterly ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and and, and like uh, like the other films we've watched so far, or at least the other uh, first iterations of, of these characters, Iron Man and Hulk and now Thor, at, at the core of them is a, a really simple arc. They really hammer home, if you'll pardon the pun, uh, hammer home the the arrogance of Thor early on. They even ha- they even have a flashback of him as a child where they they emphasize how much hubris he has. You yep. know, it's 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 really it's really drummed into you. And then obviously being banished gives him this humility, and then he rises up and saves the day. You know, I, I feel like that's. I mean, if I you know, I can't I, I can't recall much about the first Captain America film, but you know that that was a they did a good job in each of these debuts, uh, giving these characters simple. Functioning arcs that 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 kind of endeared them to the audience and got them off on the right foot with the audience.
0: By the way, in that flashback scene, whoever did the casting for young Tom Hiddleston
1: totally nailed this. Oh, tremendous! Yes, like, absolutely. He's the young, head off of him. Young Chris Hemsworth was a little bit much for me. He was a little bit, a little bit much. Yeah, uh, but but hey, child actors. What are you going to do? They are tough. But uh, young 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 uh, Loki was was quite fantastic. It's
0: just like um, you look just like Tom Hiddleston. How did they it, find it, it,
1: you? It was great. It was like a little add to deck situation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this film does have a great cast as well. All the, like, that, that is kind of the, the, the benchmark of, of Marvel films. They, they just stuff them with great actors and you kind of can't really fail then. You, like, you have Anthony Hopkins in this film.
1: Yeah. One thing actually that, that we mentioned in relation to Hulk, and I think it's kind of true of Iron Man as well, this film features a supporting cast that when it comes to the ensemble pieces, uh, Thor just kind of doesn't really care.
0: Yep, they disappear. I, weirdly, Stellan Skarsgård is the only one that that pops up in other films.
1: Yeah, it's 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 unusual, but I, I guess it's necessary. I mean, when you're bringing six characters together, you know, you can't have you can't have all of them bringing their secondary characters with them. I get that, but it it is odd. Um, I haven't seen Thor two, uh, that, so that would be the, I think one of the few MCU films that I'm actually watching for the first time when it uh, when it rolls around on our cycle here. I, I assume, like, do these? Did Natalie Portman come back and all those characters? Or yep, yeah, yeah, Thor. It is more or
0: less a straight sequel. Like, all of these characters are back, with the exception of one of Thor's pals because he was committed to Once Upon a Time, the TV show.
1: Oh, unusual! What if i he's being typecast a little bit here, I fear. But uh, yeah, but that's that's interesting. Yeah, you know, uh, Portman is weirdly enough. I I don't know if she how she would rank this film in her resume, but I like her in this more than I like her in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, uh, you know she's charming she does comedy reasonably well i would say i think she has good presence kat dennings is perhaps maybe a little on the nose comedically she's a little bit too the wacky friend for me
0: yeah i I feel like she was better in thor 2 she's 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 more of a real character in thor 2 rather than just like oh i'm your snarky assistant
1: i'm trying to think what have i seen her in other than that show with bob saget
0: she's in two broke girls is that the show with bob saget
1: no, no, no. This the show of Bob Saget was like so. Here's I don't, so I guess you haven't seen it then. This aired on Nickelodeon in our in our part of the world. I, I actually don't know where it aired in the in the states. Uh, it was called I think it was called Raising Dad. I think it was called. It was a very family friendly kind of teen uh, sitcom. And here's the cast. It's uh, Bob Saget as a single dad. Fair enough. Kat uh, Dennings as his stroppy, difficult to work with teenage daughter. And her younger daughter, who's bratty and sporty and kind of the, the, you know, the the Bart Simpson type character. Do you want to know who she was played by, the little sister? Go on. Brie Larson. So there's there's quite the trio there. Uh, I think it was called Raising Dad. Yeah, Bob Saget. Uh, so that that is actually the only thing I, I, I can recall seeing her. in. I actually haven't seen Two Broke Girls. I, I haven't watched any of her other kind of TV projects. So I pretty much know her from that and from this. I'm sure yeah. she'll be very happy. It's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good resume. Those are, my, those are my two peaks, to be honest. He's nailed the big ones. Yep.
0: And uh, the big controversy going into this film was Idris Elba, because he was a black man playing a white character, and people couldn't couldn't get their head around that one.
1: Oh, there's a surprise. Well, this film's five years old, and I, I hate to tell everyone, but we're still having that argument. Yeah. Uh, in fact, with that same actor, we're still having that argument, yep. so... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could, I could, I, I, I don't, but I could humor the James Bond argument. But I'm not, I'm not indulging any race actor arguments when it's a fictional character from a pretend universe. Yep, like get out of here, get out of here. He's, he's like they, they could have. It's like it's like if. Uh, if they cast him to be Yondu in in Guardians of the Galaxy, you know what I mean? It's like it's just it's, it's a pretend character. You can make any character. You can make any color if you so choose. These aren't but, real um, people. Yeah, these are these these are figments of your imagination. So so that's 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 silly. And the other thing is, I remember before I watched this film, I I heard Elba was in it, and I was like, oh, I like Indrason. You know, I like The Wire, and I like various other things. Uh, I, I was kind of disappointed he, he doesn't have a significant role. Or, or rather, uh, in terms of screen time, not significant. But yeah, you know, he's all right. It is, it is a little role. Again, I would like more, but uh, it's fine.
0: Yeah, he's he's just a guy that stands there most of the time, <laughs> dispenses some kind of sage, wise wisdom. But other than that, does very little in this film.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that one time he's about to do something, he gets frozen.
0: Yep. He, so, but it's like, I'm about. Ba- nope. 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 You're not about us. You just got frozen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate, but uh, you know he's good, and and uh, I think we we didn't actually talk about Tom Hiddleston other than in passing about his uh, his little uh, child double, mm-hmm. but uh, he's great, obviously. Choose the scenery a little bit there, especially towards the end, but in a good way, in a charming way. Yeah, great character. I feel like I feel like um, this film didn't maximize the Loki character. He's good in it, but I feel like kind of in Avengers and some other things like that, he's uh, a little little bit more fun is had with him. But I, uh, good, you know, good, good first showing here with this one.
0: And knowing what we know to come, that he is the the main villain in the Avengers film, that does kind of make Thor the most essential, like MCU phase one film in terms of tying in with the the kind of broader arc.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Which is interesting when you consider Thor himself is uh, is not the the super uh, central character in the first or second film, or even not even in Civil War. So. Um, yeah, but I guess his his antagonist is a significant part of it.
0: No, I, I I could not take Anthony Hawkins seriously in this film.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, look, you want to talk about chewing the scenery? I mean, he he was, he was. I feel like maybe now, in, in, in hindsight, now that we're just chatting about it, and I'm kind of thinking about it, all of the Asgard stuff was was pretty uh, joyfully hammy. I think I think they deliberately played that up for the express purpose of when you clash it together with the Earth scenes these characters they need to seem ridiculous you know you're 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 going for laughs with hemsworth's vocabulary and his his pronunciation and his his posturing and so for that to work you have to go to uh the extreme in asgard it kind of reminds me this is a, a bizarre uh, reference to, to pull out but there is a there's an episode of malcolm in the middle where um francis is he's working at the uh the ranch slash hotels like season three or something so this is this is beyond the show even being good so i can't believe i'm pulling this reference out but yeah he, uh, <laughs> he, he hires people to do a, a murder mystery at this place he's managing you know just to kind of keep customers engaged and he's just so disappointed and uh, with with the, what he gets because the the campiest most over-the-top actors <laughs> start bellowing during like meal times freaking out the guests and that's that's very much this this film. It's an amalgamation of people trying to, you know, pass themselves off as regular uh and then these these actors, you know, uh, you know, giving it their all and, and going full on over the top. Uh it's it's a great contrast and uh yeah, you know, at the Hopkins heart take seriously, but fun as hell.
0: Yeah. It's it because this film is directed by Kenneth Branagh, who basically before this film just did, did a bunch of Shakespeare adaptations. And yeah. I feel like his idea for Asgard was just like, it's Shakespeare in space.
1: I like, I mean, yeah, and and, and it, it works for, for what they were going for. Uh, maybe maybe lacking the nuance of Shakespeare, but uh, the dramatics were there.
0: This film also had Jeremy Renner's Jeremy first appearance as Hawkeye, and I'm pretty sure it was actually an uncredited cameo, but he has a very, very small role. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I think he has... He so have, like one or two lines or something, just like acknowledging people giving him orders or something.
0: Pretty much, and, and in fairness, Colson does have a, a larger role in this film as well.
1: Yeah, yes, and that's—I do like that they've kind of, you know, they introduce him in that kind of cutesy way in Iron Man, but then in this one, you know, he's now we're like four films deep, so they need to start really rolling out that stuff. Lots of just like as well open conversations about Shield and 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 what they're up to. You know, that's an interesting kind of subplot uh, of this. That's never really, that's never really truly explained. But again, you know, part of a series. So that's not a, a huge infraction.
0: And I also love that Thor calls Coulson, Son of Cole.
1: <laughs> I think I missed that. That's actually very good. Yeah,
0: that is tremendous. I was very pleased with that.
1: The snappy, uh, it's a snappy, fun script. It is.
0: It, I, that, that is really what like this film is funny. It's like it is a comedy. It's actually really, really funny.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: We, we had our Stanley cameo. He was driving a truck.
1: Yeah, not, not, not as fun as the other stuff.
0: See, no. the, the problem with the Stan Lee cameos is, have you seen the, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films? Yes. The, the one in, in The Amazing Spider-Man 1, where he's in the library, and he's just standing in the foreground, and Spider-Man is just trashing the place with a lizard in the background? Yeah. That is, like, objectively the best Stan Lee cameo.
1: That, that got... I actually, for some reason, saw Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 in theaters. And I, I don't want to say for some reason. I, I, I was anticipating that film to be, be really great. That got like the biggest laugh of the whole film. And like one of the biggest laughs I think I've ever been part of in a theater. People thought that was like tremendous. Yeah, that's one of the best. I did like the Larry King one in Iron Man 2. I thought that was actually like a clever use of him. I wonder what are some of the worst. I feel like the Deadpool one was just too on the nose. Yep.
0: I feel like uh, they've done that one before as well.
1: Uh, yeah, I think they have as well. Some of the Sam Raimi Spider uh, Man ones are just very brief glimpses. Um, he's just, yeah, he's just there randomly. He's just like in the first Sam Raimi one, he's just like, oh, the Green Goblin's doing something bad. He's like literally a background character. It's, it's very basic. Uh, yeah, the Deadpool one, I can't think of too many that really bothered me, but uh, he's, 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 he's defied the, the, the rights limitations and different companies producing different films and who owns what. He's, he's been in them all, to my knowledge. Was he, he, was in, he was in Blade, right? And Punisher.
0: Yeah, he's he's been in tons of these. Like like regardless I, of who's making them.
1: Yeah, I think of the modern era, he has been in um, in in all of them. Maybe even in the non-modern modern era. Maybe he was in that uh, three-decade-old, really bad Captain America film. I don't know exactly.
0: And like Phineas and Ferb did a a Marvel episode,
1: and he was in that too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's getting he's getting he's his uh, he's getting his royalty checks.
0: Also, one one random observation: they have horses in Asgard, and it looked really weird when they were marching down the Rainbow Bridge on horses.
1: Yeah, that wasn't the best horse effect I've ever seen. Uh, either, either, okay, maybe, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was an actual horse, and it just looked weird against the rest of the CGI. But yeah, it, it looked odd. Yeah, and plus, plus, like, weren't they like flying around in parts of this film or something? Yep. But uh what are you gonna do? It's dramatic effect.
0: Yeah, yeah it's a film about an alien from space with a, a magic hammer. Let us yeah, we'll not see, take the we'll horses see. too seriously. Yeah, yeah. That's Thor. I, I like this film. I I like this film more than I remembered liking it. So I'm just like, this is a fun time.
1: It really is. Um and it's you know, it still has its dramatic conclusion and all that. And and the final act is in Asgard, which means it is the melodrama turned up a little bit, but it is a it is a film that really doesn't take itself too seriously, and the majority of it is fun. Whereas the previous films we've looked at, they're they're certainly not doom and gloom. You know, this isn't this isn't you know Man of Steel, for example, like Hulk, you know, and Iron Man. They they all have their laughs and what have you, but they do feel like a lot. You know, the majority of the runtime is devoted to okay, the, the drama of the plot, and we we'll break it up with a bit of comedic relief, but we're you know we're self serious and moving things forward in a very particular way. Whereas this one, yeah, it is... I don't think you'd be wrong to... Cla- Maybe not a comedy, but certainly an action comedy. You know, I, I would feel like you'd have to classify this as a film that is... That one of its main objectives is to go for laughs. And that's, uh, that's refreshing. You know, uh, I feel like Iron Man 2 formula, the MCU formula, was already just three films in starting to show a little bit of wear. And this, one, this one's a, a, a refreshing, kind of character-driven film with a lot of laughs
0: and the third act is is always a problem and i I'm, I'm pretty sure the third act in this film is about 5 minutes long because say Yeah exactly. The, the the end of the second act is basically when thor beats the destroyer.
1: Yeah.
0: And then there's like 10 minutes left in the running time after that and i think that does help
1: this film an awful lot. Yeah, it basically boils down to like the, the one set piece concluding with the big fight uh with Loki and Thor. So yeah. It's like then this film is over and everyone is happy. Hey still you know still a 2 hour runtime I'm sure they could have trimmed something somewhere but uh but uh yeah it, was, it it didn't drag to the level that some of them do
0: and then the the post credit scene basically set up the avengers more or less
1: yeah yeah i don't think there's any truly remarkable ones in phase 1 really at all
0: no it's basically look it's a thing
1: move on or really ever uh, think about it i've i have i am actually something of a cynic when it comes to the post credit scenes i have, i really don't recall liking Many post-credit scenes at all in in the MCU at the very least. Was there? I'm trying to think of any non-MCU ones I've enjoyed. Deadpool's cute, I guess.
0: I like the one at the end of uh the Wolverine with Ian McAllen and Patrick Stewart.
1: I've actually never seen the Wolverine.
0: Yeah, so like that one just has because it's like it's it's just a Wolverine film, but then Ian McAllen and Patrick Stewart show up and you're like, ooh.
1: Oh, is that is that the one where um? Because I, I haven't seen the film, but I've heard of it. Is that the one where they kind of realize Magneto might get his power back? Is that what is that what that one is?
0: No, that's the one at the end of X Men Three when he moves the the chest piece.
1: No, but isn't there one uh where they bump into each other like in an airport or something? Yeah, yeah, that's this one. That's this one. Okay, yeah. Uh, again, I haven't seen it, so I'm I'm kind of going from from what I've heard. Yeah, I should. Uh, those are. I think the Wolverine films are the they're the standouts in this in this mammoth collection of Marvel and DC. You know, modern era. Films that I haven't seen, uh, I should probably get to those at some stage. But uh, don't bother the first
0: one. I actually quite like the second one.
1: Yeah, but the completionist in me kind of wants to see them all, especially because I'm, I'm a big X Men guy. So um, uh, yeah, I should probably get around to that. But uh, yeah, post credit scenes—you know—they're—they're—they they're, they're, are what they are. I know David Ayer got some stick for having for having one after he explicitly said that he thought they were lazy storytelling earlier this year. But I uh, cut that guy some slack. He's had a rough year, so. <laughs> And Real, they're much easier
0: uh, when you're watching on DVD or whatever, and you can skip straight to the end.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Not, not when you're sitting in the cinema for five minutes just watching credits, and then it's it's like a thirty-second scene that's like, that was a thorough waste of my time.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's why I, I kind of get a bit frustrated because a lot of the MCU ones are just here's a vague allusion to a thing. See you next time. see you in you know eight months. You know, or here a character will show up, and if you. If you follow, you know, the comics enough to know who it is, that's great. If you don't, you just wasted, you know, 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, actually, the, uh, X-Men, the X-Men Apocalypse one is like that, where it's it, it's like this really obscure comics reference. And, like, I stayed there, and, and there's, like, a good other 20, 30 people still there waiting for it. And, like, you could hear the collective groan. when it's like, I don't know what that is.
1: Yeah, and I that was me, because, I you know, I... I'm not a big comic guy. When I said I was, you know, an expert guy, I meant like, I, I'm, a, I'm a champion of the films. I think with, with the, uh, with the obvious exceptions, I really love the films, but I'm not, I'm not a big comics guy. I'm not a big, you know, lore expert. And uh, I saw that and I was like, I have no clue whatsoever. If what that's referencing, I don't, I don't know if that's referencing something that I just saw in the film that I forgot, or if it's just something there for the diehards, but uh, it it was lost on me.
0: Like, yeah, it's there to set up the next Wolverine, but like, uh, I, I, nope, I, nope, nothing. <laughs> yeah straight over my head thor great film i like it
1: absolutely yeah it's a uh, a a welcome introduction into the mcu and uh, i look forward to the sequel which as i mentioned this will be my, my first time seeing so uh you know in a, in a few episodes time we'll talk about that before we go plugs uh let me see here i'm trying to think do i have any other plugs than usual so I suppose I'll give the old YouTube a plug. I've actually neglected to do that a couple of times. Barry Murphy 236 is uh, my YouTube channel where you can catch me playing various video games such as Hitman and Telltale's Batman if you want more superhero stuff. Twitter.com slash TheBarryLad is also where you can follow me for various updates on what's going on.
0: And there will be links to both of those in the description. I'm very professional.
1: Oh, good really really. Nice job, yeah.
0: You can listen to new episodes of podcasts today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. You can subscribe on iTunes by searching for the TWS network or subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at or GarrettKidney, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. We'll be back next time with Captain America, which is a film I like, and I believe we will come to podcasting fisticuffs over.
1: Yeah, maybe. You know what, though? I, I remember disliking Hulk the first time I saw it and actually enjoying it a decent amount on a rewatch. So maybe Captain America is one of those things. I just watched it on the wrong day of the week and I was just not, not fit to enjoy it. Who knows? uh we'll see i remember i remember being deeply unsettled by cgi's skinny chris evans so we'll we'll see you better love it
0: (laughs) thanks for listening and bye bye